Seven-esque band The Future of Rock and Roll. Welcome to Dog Teenie, episode 44. On today's show, Simone's grandfather is adamant about the color of his people. Steffi reads a Christian movie review that lists all impropriety and almost F-words. And a listener shares an awkward and irritating pickup attempt. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong great, thank you. Uh, and maybe it's because uh, Dong Teeny is now part of the new podcast collective, <laughs> Feral Audio. So well, that's got to be the reason. It's got to be the reason. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our friend uh, Dustin started this and it's just launched today. So um, we're excited to be part of it with podcasts like uh, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And I haven't heard um, Brody Stevens as yet, but it's called Stephen Brody Stephen Festival of Friendship. <laughs> So that should be great because he's so hilarious and intense. I know it's a festival. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of Brody, I kind of something akin to a festival does come to mind. Yes. He's um, very energetic. Yes. A festival of intensity. Um, But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it should be called. Definitely. Brody's Festival of Intensity. (laughs) I know friendship is so, so not what I would have expected, but I like it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but any new listeners who are finding us for the first time through Feral, welcome. This is our 44th episode. And, and Stephanie, did you know that next week is our one year anniversary? Oh, that's so darling. <laughs> um, so how would you describe uh, the show for any new listeners that have come in through Feral? Oh, God. Random. Random, yeah. I would um, say unfocused. <laughs> unfocused. Um, Tourettical, Tourettical, yes. um, um, hopefully like energetic, but not too perky. Yes, um, definitely not too perky. Because I think we're whiny. Yeah. I think we're just whiny enough yeah. to, yeah. to um, kind of balance out our enthusiasm because um, we get kind of enthusiastic about some things. So. We do. And then we get really heavy and deep. So, yeah. So it's a combination. I mean, you know, our topics range from God and religion to dongs to anxiety and then to Taco Bell. So, yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> oh, my God. That, you summed it up perfectly. That's all we need Thank to you. say. <laughs> so, yeah, we hope you like it, new listeners and old listeners. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, I saw in the bio that Dustin called us Alterna Girls. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So. I know. I, I didn't quite, wouldn't have thought of myself that way. But I guess we are. I just wouldn't have put it into words like that. Yeah, that's what yeah. Dustin's for. Yeah, that's Thank what you Dustin. You need someone else to write your bio because, <laughs> you know, I know it's hard I can't to write, write a whimsical, like, you know, uh, uh, thing about yourself without the p- disappearing up your own ass. Because exactly. I had like all these different Twitter bios for myself, and now it just says what. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the only thing because I just can't be happy with whatever it says. Yeah, mine says like writer, napist, podcaster, and tweeting principally about turnips. Turnips. Yeah, well, I read it in a book the other day. I read um, Cat's Cradle by um, 
Kurt Vonnegut, and there was something oh. about something principally about turnips, and I loved it. So I put that as what I tweet, and I have not sent one tweet actually about turnips. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it did used to oh. say influential about tacos, but um, I actually oh, yeah. on on Clout it said that I was influential about tacos, so that's why I, I did said it that. seriously. It seriously said I was influential about tacos, so then I started tweeting more about tacos just so I could keep my status as being influential about tacos. So. I haven't figured out clout. Is that still a thing or is it like nothing like LinkedIn? I think it, I can't make sense of it. I can't, it doesn't seem okay. to correlate with any of my, my popularity of any of my tweets or anything. So I've pretty much decided it's bunk and I don't really pay attention to it. So sorry, clout. <laughs> but um, yeah, so let's move on to the actual show. This has just been fluff so far. So yeah, I just got back from Australia. So you wanted to know about mm-hmm. that, didn't you, Stephanie? Oh, I really wanted to know. Yeah. Well, we already had some. I don't know what candy you brought me back. Oh, well, actually, I was going to bring you the crunchy like we talked about, and then I forgot, but I can actually get it locally, so I'm just going to get you that. Is that not as nice? Yeah, so crunchy is delicious. And oh, oh, and listener, um, Crystal. Was being really um, cantankerous about crunchy in the comments. Was very cantankerous about crunchy in the comments, and she prefers violet crumble, and uh, we debated this uh, at length. So, um, if anyone else would like to weigh in on episode 42, uh, please uh, do that. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't bring you anything. Sorry. I brought myself That's back, okay. though. Um, but I got a bit, I, what I did bring back was some extra pounds because I was eating at, I don't know if I've really? told you about this place before, um, but uh, it's a place that I ate at six times while I was there called Lord of the Fries. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Greg told me about that that place because, um, yeah, uh, my other my friend's band was touring and the singer is a vegan, so you know they're in Australia, so I was asking Greg about it, and that yeah, so I wrote down all these names and Lord of the Fries totally stood yes. out. So what what do they have? Is everything fried? Well, it's it started out just as being a fry truck, I think, and they have just gourmet sauces, and they'd had a, had a couple of burgers. And the first time I went there, it said, you know, poutine, you know, gravy and cheese. And I was like, oh, I love poutine. I was like, oh, but no, no, it's probably not vegetarian. I turned to my friends and said, and then the person said, everything here is 100% vegetarian. And I was like, what? And I'm like looking at the menu and there's like burgers and, you know, poutine. And I can't see anything on there that says it's vegetarian. So I was like, okay. So I ordered the poutine. And the store was like on a corner, so you ordered on one side of the corner, and then you went around to the other side of the corner to pick it up. And on the other side, oh, that's where so it tells you that everything's veg. It's like a little trick. Like <laughs> you would eat it if you didn't know it was vegetarian. So like they don't tell you till oh, later. Oh yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. so anyway, so their burgers are vegetarian. And then when I went back this time, everything like they're listing all this chicken parma and and bacon burgers and all this stuff. I'm like, shit. I think the party is over. And it still didn't say. It said vegan and vegetarian options available. And I was like, well, available doesn't mean that everything is. So, yeah, and I asked again. They're like, yep, no, everything's vegetarian. So they're still doing this whole soft vegetarian thing where they don't really state it. But it's so delicious and so many people eat it and don't even know that it's vegetarian. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah so I ate this six yeah, times I always... and I got the pounds to prove it. <laughs> so how do they make a bacon burger? Uh, they just use like a like a <laughs> soy bacon or something. I don't know. It was actually, yeah, it was a, it was a bacon-wrapped hot dog that I had. So... Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And I had, a, I, had a, I had a kahuna burger with like pineapple in it and they have nuggets and yeah. And oh, and they had a big, they had a Big Mac, but it's called a Big Mark <laughs> as in Mark. <laughs> Love Big Mark. I know I find I just realized when I say Big Mark as in Mark, it still sounds like I'm saying Mark. 
Yeah, it didn't have the impact as if an American said it. Like when Greg would say Big Mark, it really had I heard that I heard Big Mark actually when you said you did? that. So okay. I guess I'm getting better. You're getting better. Excellent. Um, the other thing that um, that uh, struck me while I was there, um, my dad showed me um, this letter to the editor that my grandfather had written in 1972. And I guess it was in response to there was a Sri Lankan minister. Sorry, sorry, a white minister. Um, and he um, had made some racist remarks. And so some, some Sri Lankan uh, scout leader had made like the Black Power um, salute <laughs> somewhere. And so this man was complaining about it. So, so now my, the, my family are, are called Burgers, following on from Lord of the Fries. I didn't even mean to do that. But yeah, they're the, the, the <laughs> Europeans that, you know, settled in Sri Lanka. And by settled, I mean they took over the country from the native people. So that's, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we're sort of not yeah, very, not destiny. very dark. So this is my grandfather, who's, uh, he was the ambassador from, from Ceylon at the time uh, to Australia to make it okay for, for the, the Burgers to come to Australia. To say, you know, like we're not that dark. Essentially, was was the the proof that he had to provide. So, the, in this letter, my grandfather wrote, it says, "The burghers of Ceylon are of European origin, mainly Portuguese, Dutch, and English. Some of them are light brown in color. Certainly not chocolate colored, as Mr. <gasps> Colwell says Australia does not want." Stop it. Yes. <sighs> certainly not chocolate colored. Certainly not chocolate colored. I am certainly not chocolate colored, Stephanie. I can tell oh, you that. Oh my word. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a light caramel, I would say. So yeah, so that was that was wow. kind of astounding. I read that to many people after I discovered it. So yeah, so that's. Did you, is it framed or anything? Like, it's pasted inside letter. a dictionary for some reason. So, I don't know why. <laughs> It's kind of like one of those badge of honor letters that um, it reminds me of the the letter that the venue got when Neil Hamburger opened for Iron and Wine. Oh yeah, <laughs> and an angry lesbian wrote like a two page letter and mailed it, and they have it framed in the office. Yes, they totally. We should totally read that letter. That's that's gold. That is fucking gold. <laughs> Man. Hi Simone. Hi Stephanie. Uh, my name's Stacy. I just wanted to tell you what a big fan I am of the show, and I look forward to it every week. It's just such a bright spot. It makes me laugh out loud without fail. I wanted to tell you a story about um, this very awkward pickup that I had. I was in a coffee shop, and this guy comes up to me and hands me a note, and he says, here you go. So I just kind of looked at it. I'd never seen this guy before. And I, pick up, and I pick up the note and I read it, and he's saying, Hi, my name is Kyle, and I just thought you were really cute, and here's my phone number. If you want to give me a call, you can come over and say hi. And he was sitting across the room. So I was at this coffee shop to hear my friend perform, and so I, I went and listened to her sing. And then afterwards, I went and talked to this guy, Kyle, and um, I just wanted to be polite and say hello. And so I shook his hand and sat down. And um, he was very abrasive and very obnoxious. And he said, okay, first of all, are you single? And I said, yes, I'm single. And then he asked some more small talk-ish questions. And then he said, well, I'm 24. 
can I ask how old you are? And I said, well, I'm actually 34. And he slapped the table and went, fuck my wife. And I just did not know what to do. And I just started laughing. And then um, <laughs> he just, he went, I just keep hitting on these girls that are way older than me. And then I guess I just love cougars or something. And then he went on to tell me that he's a sous chef at a Jewish community center and how he fucking hates his motherfucking job so fucking much. And if he could, every day he would spit in these fuckers' food. And it was just so horrifying. Um, <laughs> he was not, needless to say, getting on my good graces at all. And I did not go out with him, but... It is the most awkward pickup I have ever experienced. Um, I'd be very interested to hear if either one of you ladies had any stories of an awkward pickup or if you knew of anybody that had experienced that, because I'm sure that the other listeners and I would love to hear the story. Thanks again for the show. Love it. Bye. That was so awesome. I know. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was hilarious. God, I just I cannot believe how nice Stacy is. I know. She went over there and then she she stuck around a little bit. I know, so I know. Awesome. And just with the tone of her voice, she just sounds like a very patient, nice person, you know. But I know. It's pretty pretty incredible. But, but what what's with 34 being a cougar? Like I know. What is that? <laughs> and the cougar would have to it would necessitate her going after him. Yeah. <laughs> he passed her a note. It's not just old women on all cougars. God. Little brat, <laughs> fuck. But um, but you know, I and I, I think what made the story was was the table slap because, you know, yes. can you imagine if that was you know a hundred years ago, he would have like slapped the table and said, well, "I'll be a monkey's <laughs> uncle." How about that? <laughs> well, the, the fuck my life really loud is is extra exciting too. I know, That's I know. I just it, it's just like a, just a different new expression of, of shock yeah. and how and how old she was. Not that old, totally. But yeah. Okay, so do you have a, a weird pickup story? I This is a while ago. I, it was when I was lifeguarding in college, and, and you're just, you're asking for it when you're sitting up there, you know. In, in a bathing suit? Swimsuit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, like, there was a lot of that stuff going on. Just, you know, all these teenage guys, and they're so stupid, and um, just the stuff they'd say. But I remember one guy would come up to me, and... Um, he would he would lean casually, you know, against the lifeguard stand, and he'd Cash. go, "So, what do you like to do in your spare time?" Oh, gosh. <laughs> he did it like every time he came to the pool, which was more than once a week. Asking I'm the like, same question, I, and what would you yes. answer him? And would you and answer? I, him? I got to where I, I'd say things like, "Oh, I like to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I remember where I got to that. He would say, maybe we can do that together. <gasps> like anything I would say, maybe we can do that together sometime. Wow. And I think he was a couple years older than me. Super creepy. But um, another really creepy pickup that happened. Um, this is when I was pregnant. One of the times I was pregnant and I would ride the bus. I was hugely pregnant. And um, I was riding this bus that was a little bit scary. And um, this homeless guy, or, you know, not to judge, but he was, like, super dirty and seemed psychotic. So he was sitting next to me. Dirty and, is dirty. Um, That's not judging. <laughs> he was definitely, I don't mean to say that all homeless people are dirty and psychotic. So I'll just say this yeah. guy was dirty and psychotic. <laughs> he, sat, he sat next to me and he's like, he's like, see my hand right here? 
Look at this right here on my palm. There's a bullet lodged in there. Been in there 23 years. And he was just telling me all this stuff about the bullet. And I had my headphones on the entire time, too. Wow. That's another fun fact. So, after him talking to me about the bullet in his hand for about 10 minutes, he goes, So you got a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and I had this nine-month pregnant stomach. And I'm like, and, you know, a wedding <laughs> ring on. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> But what about you? Um, not really. I think because when I was single, I was so insecure. I wasn't very approachable. But, um, Aww. yeah. But it's too bad because, like, back when I was, like, totally skinny, I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't utilize it. <laughs> now, I'm like, dang, what a waste. But, you but, look back uh, and you're like, I thought I was so fat. I never thought I was fat. And I just I was didn't so care. skinny. Ugh. That's so funny. Yeah, so it sucks. But one time I was at a nightclub and this guy sent his ex-girlfriend to, to to talk to me for him. And she was telling me how great he was. But I'm like, Berlin, what? why why are you not together still? But anyway, but I, so I kind of talked to him. Did, did I, I, did, I, I don't think I kissed that guy. I can't even remember now. But um, but yeah, but he was he was really annoying. So I, he called me a few times and he worked at at Hungry Jack's, which is what we call Burger King in Australia. Right. And, uh, yeah, and he would just call up and talk about working at Hungry Jack's all the time. It was the most boring person ever. And then he, uh, that's right, and Faith No More had just played, and I had seen them six times on that tour, like, just, like, a month or two before. And he was like, oh, so did you see Faith No More? I was like, yeah, I saw them six times. He's like, oh, I saw them. And then he saw them once, and then he talked about it. I was like, hello, I'm the expert, Mark. <laughs> Damn. So I'm the expert, Mark. So, yeah, so that, that was lame. And, uh, and then I like he, how you're not sure if you kissed him or not. Like, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, okay. he was cute. He was totally cute, but he was just really annoying oh. personality. But, um... Uh, yeah, but then there was uh, that weird guy. I think I talked about it on the show before, but that guy, I was wearing a dress with go-go boots, and he and I was mm -hmm. selling merch at this show, and he came up to oh, me yeah. and was like, uh, yeah, I really like your boots, and just telling me how I'm just going to keep thinking about those boots until that's all there is. And I was just like, he just oh. told me to my face he was going to picture me naked, but he wasn't <laughs> even... <laughs> But he was really scary. It was just like intense. He didn't like have a little. It's <laughs> like I'm just gonna. He didn't just laugh after he said it. He just like was staring yeah. intensely, like, like in his mind. And this is going to happen next. But I was just like, oh. <laughs> and then checked to see that people I knew were nearby. And luckily, there were enough people that I wasn't scared. But that was that was awkward and wow. awful. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, so listeners, if you have any uh, awkward pickup stories, uh, we would love to hear them, and so would uh, listener Stacy. So, uh, please call the dong line. It's three two three three zero one dong. That's three two three three zero one d o n g. So, uh, yeah, please leave a message. Dong is a wiener. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> um, <laughs> It might. <laughs> it might. Yeah, we'll see. It's still new. It is still new. So, Stephanie, you wanted to talk oh, about yeah. a summer jam, and I didn't even know what you meant by this. What? Please explain. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, let's pick our summer jam for um, 
because the Grapes of Rad that our friends have this other podcast, Grapes of Rad. And um, they each, Ben and Aaron, each pick their summer jam, which I guess means, you know, the song they like that they feel, that feels like summer to them and they're going to play and it will be their summer anthem of 2012. So nice. it's kind of a college thing to do and I'm 37, but I don't care. So um, there's a song by Girl Talk that is just a mashup and it's called This Is The Remix. And it's like my favorite remix ever, just mashup of, of all these different things. And um, I'm just not even going to try to describe it. So we'll just maybe play it at the end, but um, I have to warn you, Simone, it's got rapping in it. Okay, well, then and I already know I'm probably not <laughs> going to like it. Or at least I won't like that portion of the song. There's no way. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's mashed up with Cruel Summer and Toadie's Possum Kingdom and Casey Jones and um, something by Jackson 5, like like probably like 15 songs oh, like okay. that in there and in excess, like I Need You Tonight and things like that. So Sounds excessive. It's just super fun, but... Sounds like you've cheated. It sounds like you've cheated on your summer jam. It sounds like it's many songs and you're trying to cram it. It into is. One. Yeah, this is yeah. a joke. I think you're abusing the summer jam. System. Abusing it, but it's all on one track. How about yeah. how about summer track? Summer track. <laughs> I guess you could get away with that. Well, I, yeah, I haven't thought about it, so I don't have one. I'll, I'll try and come up with one for next week, but I can't say it's. Gosh, I feel like I've had one in the past, but I can't think right now. Yeah. So I'll come up with something for next week. So. Well, you know what? I feel like our summer jam of. 2008 was was um, um, Roscoe by Midlake. Yes, but it was so it's such a wintry song though. <laughs> it is a wintry feeling song, but they you know we heard it you know in July. Yeah, and I just always go back to that summer. Yeah, to me we it doesn't make me feel it. like summer. It just captures that trip, but it doesn't make yeah. give me a summery feeling. It it actually puts a coldness and a sadness for a oh, loss of that time of like. Oh. It makes me wistful. That's what it does. It makes me wistful. I know. And Nigel so. was there when they played it yeah, for us, and he right. passed away last year. So yeah, I think of that too. But yeah, that's not very summer jammy. Yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. I totally get the feelings, but yeah, it's not a summer yeah. summery feeling. So um, now you are not caught up on Mad Men, so we won't talk I'm about not. plot. Uh, well, we wouldn't anyway, because you know who knows when people are listening to this. And we don't. I don't believe in spoilers. So, um, <laughs> but as has been commonly talked about on the internet, uh, they used uh, "Tomorrow Never Knows" um, by the Beatles in uh, episode eight, and. I just, I couldn't get over it. Like, I guess, because, you know, for one, it's really rare to use, it's near impossible to use Beatles songs and stuff, you know. And they paid $250,000 to use that song. And, um... 250000 Yes! $250,000. Wow. Yeah. But, like, when they use it, because they're trying to, like, Don's sort of, you know, he's sort of old school, and, you know, Megan is younger, and, you know, you can tell that he's kind of separating from, just in the whole series, you can tell he's kind of separating from, you know, the, the cultural shift going on. So, mm -hmm. Me Megan tells him, like, oh, you should listen to this song, because he's not really getting why everyone wants the Beatles in their ads. And, and wow. so... Um, She's like, start with this one. They play that. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I get to hear the Beatles. But when it came on, I was like, this doesn't sound right. This sounds like it's too modern for this show. Except it wasn't because it was hmm. it was current for the time it was in. And then I could hear it in this way. Like, this is how it sounded then. You know, it sounded fucking out there, this song. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. it was like I was hearing it with fresh ears. I was like, oh. <gasps> That's so awesome. Wow, because you're just seeing it in this setting it was sounded by Dawn, who's just a little, you know, it, it just, because the show I think is so, you know, authentic feeling that it really had that impact of, you know, of what yeah. what the Beatles meant 
you know, in that period, and just only solidified my 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 feelings towards people who say the Beatles oh. are, 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 are worthless, are idiots. So who would say that? Like, I, I know that we know like maybe two people who do, but that those yeah. are the only two that I know who would dare to say that. I know. Well, it's, I, I can understand if you just the music you just don't like it. I get that. Fine. Yeah. We don't all like everything, and there's things we all are supposed to like that we don't like. Fine. But even things I know I'm supposed to like and I don't, I can acknowledge what they where they stand in the in the history of music. You know. So when people don't even want to say that the Beatles were important. You know, wow. It's, it, that's Who can say that? What? Ignorance, yeah. ignorance. But <laughs> anyway, but that's what's so magical about them using this song is that I felt like I was there hearing it. Like I, you know, I'd heard the song a million wow. times, but I was like hearing it brand new. Like, oh my god, this is crazy music. You know, so yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I, I, I can't wait for you to see it and, and experience it. I was like getting all emotional, like I was getting choked up and stuff. Like, <gasps> oh my god, it was a real like full body experience. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it was amazing. So definitely worth the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, Matt Weiner. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, it's Weiner, Matt Weiner. I always want to call him Matt Weiner. I know I was until he's, it's Weiner, sadly. But or is it? Do you think it really is Weiner? And they're just. I think it really is. I think he's just saying Weiner. Yeah, I think my 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 mum is a family friend's last name is K O C H, and she always called oh. them the Cox. <laughs> And then, uh, and then they started saying "kosh," and she's like, "They keep saying oh, kosh, but it's cock." <laughs> cock. Harry, what's a cock? What's a dong? Oh, the whole dong thing came up again. So, did it really? Yes. Yeah, so listen, in my emails, if I t- email from my iPhone, it says "sent from my i dong," and uh, and I sent emails to my mum because I don't think "dong" is such a harsh word to say to your mother. So at least in print. <laughs> so she, she months ago said, uh, yeah, no, a couple of years ago even said. Uh, What's an eye dong? Dong? What's an eye dong? And I'd explain the whole thing to her what a dong is. She asked my dad and said, Terry, what's a dong? Oh my god, I heard this all happening on the phone. Because I thought my dad would know, but she's like, he didn't know either. So anyway, and then again, like we're looking at some email on my phone. She's like, what is this eye dong? And she's like, I'm like, oh, how do you not learn any word for a penis and then remember it? <laughs> Well, I remember that you you told her what it was, and she told Terry, it's a man's pot. That's what I said, because I couldn't say penis oh, to her. I said, she's like, what, what is it? And I said, it's a man's pot. And then she said to my dad, it's a man's pot. And then they laughed. <laughs> Sorry, I can't Were you say. laughing at all, or was it too horrifying to hear your parents no, like, I was talk dying. about the word I, No, I was totally dying. As long as nobody okay. said the word penis, I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so um, now listen, we have a segment that we have a few segments that pop up when when the information arises, and one of them is Facebook Watchdog. recording of a dog barking but I like to do it myself and then I do and then we have to pause to Stephanie to laugh <laughs> okay so my Facebook watchdog is my own observation I noticed this happen on I think Saturday it is now Monday that when you are in instant message with somebody now remember you used to be able to either instant message or direct message and they were two separate things like one was like email and the other was just instant messaging and it would yeah. just sort of disappear afterwards so you could you know divulge all kinds of secrets and all kinds of gossip and you knew it was just sort of gone unless the person screen captured it so you know it was just gone but now everything you type in that is preserved forever 
like fine. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we've come to accustomed to this now. What's happened now is that if you're IMing with somebody in the little window at the bottom, so you type, and then it says scene at 9:07. So you know when the other yeah. person saw what you said. So then you're left being like, oh, they saw it, and. They're not writing back. Did I say something wrong? What's wrong? What's happening? Was I not funny? Did they did they hate me? What's going on? And it just causes this, you know, unnecessary paranoia because it's telling you when the other person saw the thing. And I I hate it. And also, it's sometimes you want to not answer something right away. And now you know the other person knows that you saw what they said. You didn't answer it. Well, I noticed that too, that, that it started doing that just on the messenger. It doesn't do it when you're online. Yeah. Is that how it is for you? Yeah, okay. But, um... I noticed it was doing that, and then the person I was talking to happened, they were online, and I was on my phone, and I noticed that they would, it would say, you know, seen at this time, and then it would say, so-and-so is typing. And so I was like, he seems to type back right away, even though he doesn't see it for a little bit after I send it, so maybe only when he clicks in that window, it says seen. I don't know how it knows if he's seen it or not, exactly. You can't tell, but it doesn't doesn't matter, because it puts, you don't, (laughs) the fact that you don't actually know how it goes down, you just think the person's sitting there seeing it and is waiting, or writing, or something, you know? And sometimes somebody pops up, because, here's the thing, because you can't separate instant messaging and regular, like, long-winded email-type messages... You know, you yeah. you'll, somebody will type something long, just think, in, thinking they're sending it for you to look at whenever. As happened today, um, I was messaging with dynamic recovering Christian Danny. He asked me to call him more than listener Danny, so I came up with that. Um, I was, <laughs> I was he, he sent me a long reply because we'd been having this long exchange, and then I read it all, and then he, he writes back and he goes, scene, because he, he knew I'd already posted on Facebook about how, how annoyed I was by it. But it was just like, you know, if somebody posts something really long to you, you know, you, you don't expect it to write back right away or you're about to walk out the door and now it's telling the other person that you saw it rather than you weren't there. And fuck, I hate it. And I hate Facebook. They're just trying to make it so you... I think their <laughs> ultimate goal is they just want everybody to be as transparent as you can see everyone go to the toilet. Like, that's what they want. I just... They don't want any privacy. I fucking hate them. And I can't stop using well, it because everyone's on it. How do we conduct our lives you without it? To. You, you know what's funny is um, the other day I, I emailed you about this. There's um, I was with a group of people and they're like, how can we keep in touch better? And um, someone said, this one girl says, I am not on Facebook, so please, nobody even suggest it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, tell me more about that. You seem to have a problem with Facebook. <laughs> like, I, I, I was trying to like figure out why I was like pissed off at her for saying that because <laughs> it just seemed kind of like a wall like I'm not going to entertain that option and I'm like you know okay I understand that but Facebook has lots of fun quality <laughs> it does but yeah I was I, I totally get the sentiment but she was kind of like uh-uh nope nope you know like a I, I just think of grandparents who are like, I don't know how to work these cell phones. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference um, to it. Where I feel my hatred is yeah. based in actually using it and feeling, you know, it's it's like it was a gateway drug and now we're all addicted yeah. and now they're just, you know, fucking us up, you know, and just taking advantage yeah. of us now, you know. And uh, and they're using our information, like our private information, and, and they make all of our photos their property. <laughs> Yeah. It's really scary and Orwellian. So. It is, it is. So, I, 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 yeah, well, I wonder if, why, why did you react so negatively? Did you, was she challenging your love of Facebook, perhaps? It was, um, it had, that had to have something to do with it because, um, whatever was going on, this is what I think happened. Like, she was triggering, um, 
where I feel there to be like a, a breakdown in relationship where she was kind of like going, nope, you're not going to get this part of me. And then I was kind of like that triggered like times I felt before, like someone was shutting me out, you know? And, um, right, right, right. But I was like, from her, from her perspective, like there's something about Facebook that makes that is a trigger for her, you know? So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's why I was like, let's talk about that some more. Cause I'm curious. But <laughs> yeah. Well, what did she say exactly? Like, what was her real reason for it? Well, she didn't give a reason. Like, we were in a big group, and um, and the girl next to her who knows her well, she's like, "Don't get her started. You're you're trading on dangerous territory," you know. So I was like, "Okay, I I know now that she is kind of known for being very anti Facebook, and she, you know, probably she's she's one of those types that would say it's unrelational, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and wants to, I want to interact with people face to face, you know. I don't want to do it through social media, so. Yeah. And um, I kind of, and, and I, I want to respect that, but I just have baggage with um, people like that and people who go, oh, I don't watch television. Oh, like, I can't stand those people. No. I can't stand it. That's like somebody's like, I, so. I don't read books, like just because Twilight exists. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. shitty books, but so what? I don't watch I know. television. I know someone. Who, yeah, who would ever, why would you rule that out for yourself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what I think, so. I know someone who seems a little sort of, almost proud that she's never watched an entire series of a show but i don't understand that hmm. to me that's just like not finishing a book what? i know that's nothing to be proud of yeah she's like yeah no i've never like like why would you almost and i'm like well because you get engaged in it and that's sort of the point wow. of following the story to the end i don't know i don't understand it but yeah some people i think like to make stances against things that you know I know, like maybe be like proud the Beatles of not people. having they like cavities. To, or... They like to have that, Ugh. I'm one of those people that hates the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, fuck those people. I, I can't stand it when someone starts a sentence going, I'm the type of person Ugh. who, like I've always hated that. Yeah. That actually, and a lot of people say it. Yeah. I'm the type, I know, it's fucking annoying. And, and you're another one like that that I hate is, is Facebook posts or whatever that start with that awkward moment when... Oh, I know, I know. What? Oh, why I is it so that. disgusting? I, I can't even figure out why it's so disgusting, but I feel like, yes. oh, yuck. That thing where you're sitting at a light and you make eye contact with the person next to you. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not just, it's, 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 it's when it opens with that awkward moment when it's just got this, I just <sighs> picture this face that goes with it, you know, this little cutesy, oh, I don't know, disgusts me. Disgusting. Well, they just feel like they're really clever. Like, it just seems yes. like they're going, I'm saying something that you've never heard before. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> um, okay, so, and that concludes uh, the latest edition of Facebook Watchdog. <laughs> Excellent. Now, uh, you said you had a plugged in movie review. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, okay. Um, I have a blog called Stuff Christian Culture Likes, listener, in case you didn't know, um, where I, it's, hopefully I'm trying to parody Christian culture, like the evangelical stuff that, um, Americans are into, kind of the Bible Belt thing, but it's all over, it's nationwide. But anyway, um, Focus on the Family is kind of, um, a wheelhouse for Christian culture, and they have a magazine that comes out called Plugged In. And now it's online, but we used to get these um, every month. My family would get them, and um, they have movie reviews in them where they carefully scan whatever movie is in the theaters um, for any kind of negative content, positive content, and they're hilarious. They count carefully every single you know F word, S word, 
C word, P word, like they get really creative. You're like, which one is the P word? Is it piss or is it pimp or is it? <laughs> <laughs> you count the dashes. You're trying to deduce what the you know M word could possibly be, whatever. So um, I've been on my blog on my Facebook page every week. I pick the stuff Christian culture likes plugged in movie review of the week trademark. Um, so anyway, this week. Um, our winner is Blue Like Jazz, which is um, this book that came out a few years ago by Donald Miller, and it was kind of a postmodern Christian thing um, that a lot of people liked at the time. It was considered really countercultural when it came out, and now it's um, a movie that isn't quite big enough to be completely nationwide, and they're asking for lots of donations to try to get it in, <laughs> in typical Christian culture fashion, kind of like the Kirk Cameron fireproof movies, that sort of thing. Um, so here are the parts of the review of Blue Like Jazz that I got a kick out of. Um, for spiritual content, they this is what the reviewer said. Don, in the throes of his agnostic hedonism, assists the Pope in putting a giant condom on the church steeple. <laughs> that was one, one of the things in um, spiritual content. Um, here's, here's what I liked best out of their sexual content section. A girl is overheard talking about singer Tori Amos, referred to as the Dyke Messiah, breastfeeding a pig. <laughs> and then they said, several campus organizations deal with sexuality, including a gender-neutral donut society. <laughs> so for crude, crude or profane language, they always say, you know, how many times God's name is misused and that sort of thing. And um, But my favorite part of, of the litany of bad words they had in there was one not quite finished F word. Was <laughs> that just like, <sighs> yeah. Oh, I know what he was going to say. And that goes under crude or profane language. Oh my God. Um, so for the drug and alcohol content, the Pope smokes a hookah. A friend of Don's chews tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> And then under other negative elements, it says, Penny and Don vandalize a billboard, which is an advertisement for a bottled water company, which Penny believes mistreats workers in India. Others wear diapers as a gag. <laughs> <laughs> That's under negative content. Oh my other God. negative content. These so. perverts just love watching this shit, don't they? Others, why would they bother? It's, they feel like they're doing a completely. great service to everybody. It completely smacks of like a fetish, you know, yeah. <laughs> where you have to act like you're disapproving of it. Yeah. And so what we would do is this magazine is, you know, a little, it's kind of like a flyer form type of thing that would um, be stacked up in the church office. So I would go get them and read them during the sermon and like kind of get off on, on how <laughs> it was kind of like low grade erotica or something. <laughs> of all the movies that were out and you're like counting all the words, 72 F words in Pulp Fiction or however many there were. There was more than that, but. I remember when that one came out. See, they, they actually like, bothered to, like, why would you bother movie. reviewing that? Can't you just know in three seconds, this is off limits, just tell the people not to watch it, and you're done. Exactly. Oh, God. And they've already taken some of the work out for you. They've already put, you know, <laughs> R ratings on things. Why don't you just skip over all of those, and nobody needs to know what's in them. Gosh. That's yep. That's yep. Thank you. For God sharing. forbid they use their own intuition. Yeah. like that. Well, um, well, to close, I just had a, a quick little thing. They have uh, in in Melbourne, as they do in London and 
I imagine other cities, the, the street newspapers that are like for the commuters that come out in the evening uh, for people to read on their way home from work. And so we were reading this one on the train going back to my parents' house one day. And this photographer is compiling a book on vaginas and he's <laughs> <laughs> it's featuring 101 vaginas. He's photographed 69 women already and needs 32 more volunteers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell me you volunteered. Oh yeah, is that yeah, what's coming? Yeah, I'm gonna be number. I said only if I could be number 101. <laughs> no, I did not. But if anyone else does, uh, yeah. But so, you know, it's one of those you know books where guys just come up with a reason to take pictures of vaginas, claiming it's you know so that women can help find comfort in their bodies and all this crap. But whatever. Wow. So I, I I didn't volunteer to be one of the 32. But listener, if you do, you can. And here is the email, <laughs> which is the entire reason I'm talking about this. The email address is vagina at 101vagina.com. <laughs> I want that to be my domain. I know. 101vagina.com. Maybe you should just write to him and say, can we get an address under 101vagina.com, please? Oh, my God. Speaking of real quick, my son was asking if God was a man or a woman. And so um, I talk about how the, you know, in the he- Hebrew, you know, it, it's not clear, you know, yes. whether he is. And so, so the other day he's 10 and he goes, um, if God is um, half woman and half, half man, then he probably has like one ball and half a vagina, <laughs> but I bet they're not very useful. <laughs> wow. So he just called God a hermaphrodite. I know, and then I try to explain hermaphrodite. He's like, "What? People are born that way." I was like, "Okay, maybe that was too information, too much information." I'll just let you ponder God's genitalia instead. For a he few was pondering years. it anyway. Now he just knows that it really happens. It's not just his, his imagination. That is so awesome. Well, thank you, Judah. And thank you, uh, 101vagina.com. So thank you all for listening. Uh, We will be wrapping it up now. So please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material and like us on Facebook. And please call the Dong line, 323-301-DONG. So uh, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye. Yeah, this is the remix. Come on now. With the lick read, pretty face, thin waist with the sick weed. First time fish telling in the six feet. Real bad boy, tell him come and get me. I'm at the fight, betting kind of like Bellman. Only took a trip to the truck twice. Unpacked the Mac 11 and their Maxis. Stuck six figures in my damn air mattress. Uh, I'm in love with large bills. I'm down with a fat ass, then wasting tall heels. Yeah, it's the tough long done. Honey, carrots in the trunk, trying to give it back to Sean. Club case, something jump off. off. You back up for the hive, let the pump off. off. In the graveyard is where you get dumped off. All we wanna do is party. Buy everybody at the barber party. Black Barbie dressed in Bacardi. Oh. I'm trying to leave in somebody's Ferrari. Spread love, that's what a real mob do. Keep it gangster, look out for the people. I'm the wicked bitch of these. You better keep the peace. Hey, or out come the bees. We the best, there is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black panther. Seven quarter to eight, back to back, and I'm sitting on chrome seven times.
Stop the party. Let's go. 
Simone, and I hate rapping, so as predicted, I hated that mashup. This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.